ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, November 11th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling us on the White Claw phone lines. We open those up right now at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. Text line is open as well, 304-523-2275. That number again, 304-523-2275 to be a part of the program on the tax line. Of course, uh, I'll look at your tweets at Paul Swan on Twitter. Coming up today on the program, I'm going to bring in the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. Contest coming up with the Thundering Herd and Radford. That is coming up sooner than later, so we're going to talk to Coach about that also. A couple of signees yesterday for the Thundering Herd, so we're going to talk to Coach about that. That's coming up here in about 10 minutes, so looking forward to that conversation. I think we got to begin, though, with what happened yesterday. So after the show, we're talking about Middle Tennessee, Conference USA. Middle Tennessee deciding to reaffirm its commitment to Conference USA, staying in the league. And according to a lot of reports on Twitter and media reports, it seems that there was some hesitation on the part of Middle Tennessee to maybe leave the league, pay the exit fee, pay the entrance fee to the Mid-American Conference. Some cash flow issues. Also, some kind of maybe branding issue here, image issue, where if you join the Mid-American Conference, and I thought Middle Tennessee would have been a great fit. I really do. You join the Mid-American Conference, you're traveling north, you're not a southern brand. Middle Tennessee, not really a southern brand of a school if you're in the Mid-American Conference. However you want to brand it, however you want to market it, yeah, I don't think travel would have been that much of a hassle in Conference USA before. Now I think it's going to be a little bit more of a, a stretch here, just all over the place. You're going to have to go to UTEP, New Mexico State. In the MAC, you went north and you went to Buffalo. That's pretty much it. Ohio, Michigan, sort of that corridor. I don't know what travel would have been for them, but I think it would have been comparable or if not better than what it is in Conference USA, and I think it's going to be better than what it's going to be in Conference USA. But Middle Tennessee, thanks but no thanks. Completely torpedoing the expansion if it was going to happen of the Mid-American Conference. Also torpedoing any hope that Western Kentucky had to move out of Conference USA, get off the sinking ship, and join the Mid-American Conference. Which, again, I would have thought this would make perfect sense. The MAC is stable. The MAC's really stable. Sure, you got to play the MAC action. I like the MAC action. It's fun. I know I'm thinking of it from a standpoint, hey, I get to watch some football on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. A lot of people were thinking of it as, i got to go to the game on a Tuesday That's just like cutting into my day. Or Wednesday, big-time programs don't do that. I think you're seeing Mid-American Conference reap the rewards of that arrangement. And maybe we'll reap the rewards further on down the line here. Whatever Middle Tennessee's ultimate reason 
it stays in Conference USA. Western Kentucky now has to stay. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Because Mid-American Conference comes out yesterday and makes the announcement. The league says it's not going to pursue membership expansion at this time. It was a statement released. The statement continued to say that the decision was made after study of the collegiate athletics environment and dialogue among the directors of athletics and presidents of the 12-member institutions. This is from Commissioner John Steinbrecher. Quote, Following analysis and evaluation by the membership, it has been determined our best interests are served in the conference remaining at 12 full-member institutions. For some time, we have been examining the FBS landscape, and certainly our discussions have been more focused over the past several months as our conference was contacted by other institutions. While a number of institutions have expressed interest, we never requested any institution to apply for membership, nor did we have a formal or informal vote concerning any institutions. The statement continues, Our focus will continue to be on building upon the strengths of our conference, providing a student-centered academic and athletics experience, celebrating long-standing relationships and rivalries, and maintaining our tight geographic proximity to one another. Today's announcement is intended to end the speculation that has been occurring. So the MAC shut it down. Not expanding at this time. And you know what? Sure, Buffalo, maybe not exactly in that tight fit, but Buffalo's a one-off. You travel to Buffalo once a a season in some of the other sports. You travel to Buffalo every other season, football, depending on what the schedule looks like. It's, It's not that big of a hardship compared to the nightmare of travel that was and is Conference USA. So, Middles not joining. Western Kentucky had to basically come out and just talk about Western Kentucky things. And Conference USA jumping once again, almost like we're saved. I can imagine that was the draft. We're saved. Okay, delete that. Here's what the real statement will be. And it follows from Commissioner Judy McLeod. Western Kentucky remains a tremendous fit culturally, geographically, academically, and competitively. We look forward to their continued membership in Conference USA. At nine institutions strong, we are excited for our future and will continue to evaluate the national landscape moving forward. So here you are. You are nine future and present members together. The Mid-American Conference, even Mid-American Conference, releasing a similar statement along the lines of, Recognizing the dynamic environment of higher education and intercollegiate athletics, the Mid-American Conference will continue to monitor the membership landscape. So Conference USA is going to monitor the landscape. Right now, you know what the landscape looks like to me? Dust and tumbleweeds. The landscape got picked apart. It's like locusts descended on your crop and just picked it apart. The Big 12... Losing members, the Big 12 picking apart the American, the American picking apart Conference USA. And I still think the Sun Belt won as far as the G5 schools because the American went for the largest markets. Largest markets, that's what mattered most to that league. Not the football histories, the football traditions. 
game day atmospheres, nothing like that. Market size. Sunbelt went for more of a... Marshall football has some history and tradition there. Southern Miss has some history and tradition there. Very rich culturally, football-wise. The rivalries are going to be there. Marshall will be an instant hit in the Sun Belt, Appalachian State, Coastal, Georgia Southern. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit here. Maybe not an instant hit. Um, we know maybe maybe so actually. But the Sun Belt makes a decision that okay, these schools fit us better as a as a collective. Conference USA grasping. Okay, who's available? So now, Conference USA's Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, FIU, and Western Kentucky. Okay. And you add Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston State. Going to be some traveling here in this league. Again, FIU's on an island upon itself. As much as UTEP kind of was. If FIU fell off the map, I don't think anyone would notice right now. That's just the bad thing about this. FIU maybe the odd school out. UTEP at least gets a partner with New Mexico State. UTEP met New Mexico State. Now you got something a little closer. You can generate some interest there. So it, this works out for, for UTEP. I believe so. We'll get your thoughts. I want to hear from you. Text line is 304. 523 2275. I'll give it to you one more time. 304-523-2275. That's our text line. Uh, turning our attention to women's basketball for a bit. When we continue, Tony Kemper is going to be my guest. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall Women. A couple of signees for his program. Good victory over Bluefield State. Getting set to take on Radford. We're going to hear about all of that when we continue. Head coach is coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open for you, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. What do you think about Conference USA and retaining Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee? Big mistake by Middle Tennessee, dooming Western Kentucky? Or is it going to work out just fine? Let's get your thoughts on the text line and, of course, on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. We turn our attention now to women's basketball. I want to welcome back to the program. He's becoming a regular head coach, Tony Kemper. You've been on the show more times, uh, I think, than anyone else in the past two weeks. Other than me, well, you've got the record. Well, I'm glad you're you're in the lead on that deal, and it's that time of year. So we, it's uh, basketball season's amazingly in full force. So here we are. I heard. Uh, I heard there was a, a basketball game in which you defeated Bluefield State 108-45. Um, I'm going to re-ask my question to you because I don't think I, I I said it the way to get what I was trying to get out of you. 
Okay. All right. And at the same time, Marshall is a higher division level opponent than Bluefield State. However, yep. doesn't matter. You get five or ten good players. It doesn't matter what level you are. But what did a game like that do for you as far as the coach of a program, the team itself? I don't want to say this is disrespectful to Bluefield State, but I, I had no doubt in my mind that you and your squad would beat Bluefield State and it would be a, a pretty – good margin. I didn't imagine 108-45, so congratulations there. But is this more of, okay, you see somebody or see an opponent for the first time, you're trying to figure out what you're about at the same time, you know, get some confidence built, or is it just, hey, look, we need an opponent, they were available, and you're overthinking it, Paul? <laughs> well, I think maybe a, a little bit of all that stuff. We wanted to play at home to start the year, and you know, as I said, leading into that game, our schedule is really hard. Um, so, you know, maybe we did lead with Bluefield State, but we also have to play at Michigan State, which that's a perennial kind of top 25 program. So um, maybe there's going to be nights where where the opponent's very, very good. And so, um, you know, having a home game start the year, I think the confidence thing, when you're trying to piece together um, some new – players off of a team from last year um you know i'm i'm absolutely fine with that um kind of a little bit of a dress rehearsal so to speak and that's kind of kind of what it i I didn't i didn't anticipate 108 45 either um you know we played man the whole game uh played a little zone in there we didn't press we didn't um i think we played pretty clean offensively and i think you saw a team that um has quite a few kids that can provide some punch. And so maybe as you're going through it, when you're sitting in my chair, I think it maybe went a little bit cleaner than I thought, you know, and so hats off to our girls. I do think they're prepared well. I think they've done a nice job to this point in the year. I think you saw a hungry, energetic group um, for basketball and for each other. And, you know, when you go to work and put your head down and, and then do it again and again and again, sometimes it ends up, looking pretty good in your favor. What stood out to you the most that maybe you weren't expecting once you saw what your team looked like in action, this this particular combination? Well, I I don't know that the, – the thing that stood out to me the most is I think we – we I am develop, developing confidence that over time I think we're really going to be able to score the basketball. And I think that's going to come from multiple people. And – um. I don't know that I I wasn't it's not that I wasn't sure about that but you know the more you do it the more you're validated that um you know that might be a thing and you know there's some patterns forming there that you know that's our third you know two we we played two times behind the scenes so to speak and we scored the ball and made some good plays in those things and then um you know the other night it it was the same deal so um I'm gaining confidence that, uh, you know, this is a team that maybe on a night when Savannah Wheeler doesn't score 25, they still have a chance to score enough to get, get you. And I thought, we all thought that was very, very important going into the off season, And maybe that's a problem that we've helped ourselves with. Tony Kemper's with me. Marshall's victorious over Bluefield State 108-45 in the season opener. And I'm sure it was uh, fun for you to – 
to get that and just start the season. Now you got to go on the road early on, and you're taking on Radford. And again, it's early in the season, so really the scouts are a little less available. Some teams have played, some teams haven't. You know, what do you know about your opponent uh, that you can use? Yeah, well, that, so Radford's had the same coach for a number of years, and, and Coach McGuire's been there. He's been very successful in his league, and we've actually scrimmaged them twice and played against them last year. So um, we've got, and then, and then they played last night. They played against, uh, they played at Pitt last night, and Pitt got them. Um, but we do have a little bit of window into, uh, you know, personnel and probably what they're trying to do, although Pitt's a ACC team, so size and things like that's a little bit different when you're at that level. And um, But we we definitely know some things about them, or we think we do. Um, and then yet, you know, at the same time, it's the beginning of the year. So I'm sure that, um, you know, if you watched us on Tuesday, I guess it was, that was kind of a vanilla offensive game for us. We pushed the ball really hard, which that was part of the plan. And that went pretty well. So we didn't have to get very deep in the playbook. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's a little bit the same way too. So we'll have to be, uh, we'll have to be on our P's and Q's, so to speak, and adjust on the fly, uh, to the things that they do. That's fun for you, though. I've known you enough to know that's that's kind of fun for you. As you mentioned, you like practice. You like you like figuring things out and drawing plays up. Uh, that, that really, I think, still energizes you, if I know you well enough. Well, I mean, that's the joy of basketball, really, and especially from a coaching perspective, is there is uh, there's so many possessions in it, and we don't get huddles in between. So you have to try to make adjustments on the fly. And uh, you have to have, you know, your players in a frame of mind, put possessions on top of each other. And um, so, yeah, so I do enjoy that. Um, at the beginning of the year, you have a few more questions about how it's going to go. Um, you know, and Radford is going to, Radford's going to test the, those, those things that stress the basketball team. So, you know, time and time again, they're going to put, put together better defensive and offensive possessions. Uh, than the team we just played. And, you know, I, I think we're ready for that, but um, it'll be the next test. And, um, you know, what is a challenging preseason schedule, pre-conference schedule? My guest is Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. The Thundering Herd will be back in action, taking on Radford. As a Coach mentioned, Radford losing to Pitt 82-63, and that's still a respectable score there. So, you know, you, you've got a good opponent coming up. The Thundering Herd also getting better, hopefully, with recruiting. We get so much recruiting news yesterday, Coach. And, of course, that's that was fun yesterday, just trying to figure out, okay, how do you pronounce all these names? How do you um, how do you break all this stuff down? And thankfully, women's basketball was almost the easiest of all the recruits came in yesterday. So thank you for that. I know you didn't plan it that way, but thank you for that. Well, we have two, and we're thrilled with both of them. And uh, you know, it is that is, that's a big day for a lot of student athletes across the country. And you know, you saw up and down the sports, really every sport at Marshall except football. You know, which has their own national signing days. We're all yesterday was the day, so um, it's always an exciting day for your program, and then it's also an exciting day for those you know two individuals that we added. Uh, Meredith Mayer, who 
I think is the best player in the state of West Virginia. Six foot, um, kind of a combo forward post that is tough. Averaged a double double in high school at, at Fairmont Senior. Um, I think 18 and 12 rebounds. But she's tough in the paint. She can shoot threes and stretch the floor. Um, likes to win. You know, I guess they got second in the state state tournament last year. And anytime you get to add a piece like that from your home state is is huge for your program. And we beat some very, very good schools to get her from across the country. Um, and so I appreciate her staying home, and I know she's excited, you know, to be here playing for us. And that's a great start. Um, and then Sydney Scott, who is a really good little shooter, guard, wing from, from out of Philadelphia, plays at uh, Cardinal O'Hara, which – actually won the state championship in, in uh, Pennsylvania last year. And then she plays in the Philly Catholic League, which, if you know, basketball, that's year in and year out one of the best basketball leagues in the country for high school basketball. So um, very excited about her as well. She's, she's kind of a – just has game and understands basketball um, on a really high level. I, I think uh, she will instantly be able, much like Meredith, uh, to walk in here, and a lot will be expected of her. I'm always curious when recruiting happens because every coach has a different approach and every student athlete is completely different. So one size does not fit all. For for Meredith, the prospect of playing home in state, I'm sure that was big for you. But what sold her? What was the ultimate, um, I guess, the deciding factor for her? Like, yes, Marshall's the place for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes those questions are – Better for the girls, okay. But I, I think that I think that if you know our program well, we have really good people in it, from coaches to players. I think you know if you jump on the internet and, and you look at some of the pictures that are out there from from Tuesday, um, we have fun together, you know. And so I think that's the start is the the overall feel of what it's like to to come down and spend a day you know, with our whole program. And then I, I think she sees it as a growing place as far as what we can do with women's basketball. Um, I think there's a lot of fun things coming um, in the future at Marshall that's going to make it even better. So I think she's excited about that. And then I just think the to look at our roster, we lose Kennedy Colclaw next year, who's a tremendous player. You saw that Tuesday night. Uh, you know, there's a big hole in there an opportunity and I think when you're trying to make your decision that's what you're looking for is where do I feel like I fit where do I like the people where do I have a chance to go in and make an impact and so they, they know that I don't promise that stuff on the front end I don't I don't know of many coaches that are successful that do but that is part of it too is hey I can show you this stuff and say when you walk in here there's there's some minutes there's some shots that if you earn them we're going to give them to you Tony Kemper joins me, the Thundering Herd, recruiting yesterday a couple of uh, pretty impressive players. Uh, I was um, I was noticing that when we were looking at Sidney Scott's resume yesterday, four-star prospect, by the way, by ESPN.com. Those are, uh, those are things that recruiting services like to talk about and, and sell subscriptions to. I'm sure you don't sit there and go, okay, four-star, I got to go get them, but still – uh, that's pretty good uh, when there's a, a other people saying, "Hey, this is a quality recruit." Yeah, no question. I mean, obviously, somebody sat there and she had a pretty good game, 
And so we don't, we don't recruit off that at all, but it's, it's validation, you know, for a, a, a kid that, uh, you know, we, and we've actually had, we've got the opportunity to, to evaluate Sydney quite a few times, uh, but sometimes you don't. So, um, you know, when, when you see those things, clearly she has been somewhere in a gym and lit it up to be a, a four star, I think 91 overall on ESPN's rankings, which sometimes you don't even know what that stuff means. But I know there's a lot of kids ranked under that, you know, so so we're excited to have a four star and one that was that highly thought of. Now, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway, at my own risk. Now that Marshall's made the announcement, the Sun Belt is the future home. Did that go into any final conversations with the, the young ladies? Did that have any factor or you tell me, you know, is that, you know, again, is it yeah. me overthinking it here? Well, those, so those two know um, because those two, as Sydney committed, she came on campus in August. And uh, I mean, if you can think back in August, I don't, none of us were thinking that this was going to be a thing really, um, you know, and so and then Meredith the same way. I think Meredith committed maybe a, a week or so after Sydney. So both of them have been, you know, with us for a while, kind of through it, so to speak. Um, and those you're just communicating with them, the difference and and what you see are the advantages and, and the things that are going to change. And as I've talked to you about it, um, some of that stuff, we, I know it's going to be really good, but what, what changes and how the travel looks and things like that, we're, know the answer yet so i know that uh you know the younger recruits so 2023s um so they are juniors right now sophomores right now which um you know that stuff moves a lot faster than people think in basketball um and in women's basketball for sure uh i think it's been more impactful for them you know um have some questions about it for for people that maybe haven't made the decision yet but they're they're starting to really really figure that out. Tony Kemper joins me. Marshall in action coming up this weekend uh, against uh, Radford. Uh, I was going to text this to you, but I'll share this with you on air. I um, I was asked one time by a Marshall basketball coach if I was actually from Radford. Uh-oh. Yeah. So thankfully I've not irked you enough to uh, have that question thrown back at me. No, no, not a bit. Not a bit. It was a men's basketball coach. Okay. And it was Marshall played Radford, so maybe yeah, you'll go investigate this later. I don't know. But I was at – this was back in the days where you could actually go into the press room and and sit in the same room with the coach and interview the coach. Yeah, with all the other – yeah, you remember those days. I do. And so – 2019. Yeah. That was was those days. So long ago. And so (laughs) – I'm not going to name names, Greg White. And whatever I ask Greg, maybe I don't know if he's having a bad day. I can't remember. But he's leaned over the table just to look at me directly and go, are you from Radford? <laughs> I'm glad it was Coach White. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was Coach I, I've White. I've heard a lot about Coach White. I've never met him, but I know he's around here. And he's a, uh, I don't know what the, I hear his name a lot. I know it's well thought of. So I'm glad it was him, actually. I'm glad it was him getting after you a little bit. Yeah, it was Coach White getting after me. So I just looked at him, replied back, and said, "This is younger Paul Swan here. You know, I, I'm, I'm a little more tempered now." This is like, "No, Coach, I cover you." 
Okay, okay. It's on, Coach. All right, I see how this relationship's going to be. Um, there you go. We don't have those problems anymore. I thought that might amuse you, though. Um, we, we, you and I are not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gracious. I'm gonna attempt to be gracious, and I, I appreciate you having me on. So this relationship works well with me. Uh, you know, as long as the game goes well, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to be nice and courteous. <laughs> so it's on the game. It's not me. It's the game. Like you know, you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're older now. Now you're older and wiser, so you probably know that about it. Yeah, so my mood for a couple of days totally depends on that result. So, yeah, to say I'm in a good mood. You yeah, know, there you go. So well. I'm so. not talking to you if you lose until I have to again. <laughs> let's just let's just say that well, right be now. Be careful about the question. I, you know, be careful about the question. Don't anger Coach Kemper, or he'll ask me if I'm from Radford as well. Well, I'm going to do my best to keep it, you know, keep it all flowing. No, it's all good. I just thought that was amusing. I I, I don't know if uh, again this was this is years ago. You know, younger Paul Swan, yeah, less established Paul Swan. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, the same way. The the glory days. The the glory days. Uh, Tony Kemper joins us. So um, on the road, then uh, then you got to turn it right back around. You're um, you don't get too many breaks here in this next few days, do you? We do not. Yeah, we come back home from Moorhead State on the 19th, and um, I don't think that we've released anything on this yet, but there's going to be a pretty good deal to buy tickets and come to that game for everybody. And, um, you know, if you haven't been, it will be released. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to get a bunch of people in the, in the Henderson Center, and I think if you were there two nights ago, um, you know, you enjoyed yourself. So hopefully we have a ton of people here on the 19th um, against Moorhead. Looking forward to it. Anytime you want on, you know you're welcome. Just uh, you call me. You can book yourself if you want to. Hey, we keep getting dubs, and we, we you and I can keep talking. I'm down with that. Have um have a great next few days of practice because again, I know practice is the highlight of your week. Almost, almost. It is. It is. There's where way. It's easier for me to fix those problems you were talking about in practice than it is in the games. You know, there's a little more. A little more pressure riding on it on Sunday, but we're we're excited about Sunday and and uh, it's good to talk about our recruits and things like that. We have had a big big couple of days, so we're off to a good start. And uh, I know my crew is looking forward to Sunday. Looking forward to it as well, Coach. Um, safe travels to Radford. We'll talk to you soon. See you. It's Tony Kemper. Tony would never do that to me. He would never look over to me and just go, "What." Are you from Radford? He would never do that to me. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he might text me later. What, what were you thinking? I, I don't know. He might do that. But, yeah, that was um, me and Greg White. I love Greg. Now. Now. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Some news we didn't get a chance to get to yesterday because, well, we didn't know until after the show. Marshall running back Rasheen Ali. He has been added to the Maxwell Football Club's fourth annual Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year watch list. So congratulations to him. He's going to be a key factor of Marshall's attack, hopefully, against UAB. Coming up on Saturday, we'll have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Back on Thunder Street, I think this is going to be the next to last 
appearance on Thunder Street unless something else happens. Because after that, it'll be Charlotte and then Western Kentucky, poor Western Kentucky, stuck in Conference USA. How surly is that school going to be? Imagine the 100 miles of hate between Middle and Western Kentucky intensifying. For a lot of people, and I've been told by people that are in the WKU program that, oh, no, Marshall and Western Kentucky, that's the thing now. That's the rivalry. I think it's flipping back here. So if you're a fan of Western Kentucky and you're seeing all this conference realignment happen and the Mid-American Conference is a viable option and you look at where you're at now in Conference USA and think, okay, we're a competitive program with or without all these schools leaving. We're pretty competitive across the board here. Good program. Should be able to compete in the Mid-American Conference. There are some good schools there. Okay, this would be great. Middle Tennessee, basketball school. And many years ago when Marshall was getting into the Mid-American Conference, the MAC was getting a couple of bids. Basketball was pretty good in the Mid-American Conference, and to a degree I think it still is. But Middle deciding, no, we're, we're staying in Conference USA. And so your chance of getting out of Conference USA, which hinged on Middle Tennessee saying, yes, we're good. We're going to do this. And so let's make this happen. And Mid-American Conference then pulls back and says, look, we're not inviting anybody. We didn't tell anyone to invite. Yes, we've been contacted by some institutions, but we didn't tell anyone to fill out the paperwork and submit that for their institutions. We didn't have a formal vote. We didn't have an informal vote. We're not doing it right now. Thus killing a Western Kentucky move out of Conference USA because there were reports that Western Kentucky, if asked, if invited, would say yes and leave Conference USA. So now that's not happening, and you're going to have to try to make the best out of a situation with schools that you're elevating some schools, you're stuck and a conference that the geography is not that good, middle, western, that's a nice little pod there. Louisiana Tech, challenging but not that challenging. UTEP, yeah, that's going to be a little challenging as it always is. Travel, FIU all by itself. I mean, FIU, what interest can you generate for FIU and Conference USA when FAU's out? At least you could generate that FAU, FIU interest, Conference USA. Sure, those programs will still play, I'm sure. To what extent, I don't know. But I'm not excited for the possibility, if I'm an FIU fan, of any of these teams, right? Where's the excitement lie? Now, if FIU and, say, Western, Middle, maybe have some competitive matches and competitive games, and it gets really interesting. It's completely different in soccer because all these schools are really competitive with each other. FIU, Marshall, oh, yeah, that's a thing in soccer. Charlotte and all these other schools, yeah, that's, that's a thing here. Western Kentucky and some of the other Olympic sports, oh, yeah, that's a thing. But for football, where's the excitement here? So you have Jacksonville State, you have Liberty. Liberty is going to come into this league, and it's going to have resources, and it's going to be competitive, and it's going to win. 
Conference USA. I'm not saying it's going to happen the first season it plays in Conference USA as a full-fledged member, but write it down. Liberty will come in to Conference USA and win it the first season. Somebody write that down. Remind me of this. It's on you. I'm putting it on you. Write it down. Archive it. Store it in a mayonnaise jar uh, on the back porch. of. Um, you don't get that reference, do you, intern? Uh, Google Johnny Carson. He said who? We're going to take our break. I'm going to have a little word with him in the break. Who is Johnny Carson? Yes, I know. I'm dating myself. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have the show. We'll focus a little bit on high school football. We've got several matchups that we're interested in in West Virginia. And, of course, the big three, as far as West Virginia side is concerned, will be Wheeling Park at number one Huntington. It'll be South Charleston at number five, Cabell Midland. And, of course, Saturday will feature Princeton at Spring Valley. We'll be keeping an eye on Hurricane at uh, number six, Jefferson, as well. Class AA, Bluefields at number three, Point Pleasant. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's Saturday. Number 12, Liberty Raleigh at number five, Polka. So that's kind of in the circle as well, the local circle we draw. And also you've got soccer tomorrow. That's huge because Marshall needs to win to get to the championship. Of course, Marshall enjoying the first round by as the number two seed. So now the soccer team will take off against Charlotte. It is set for Friday night, 7 o'clock. So, again, you you have some distractions here. Do you, do you support high school? Do you support soccer? Of course, soccer will be streamed on ESPN+. Plus. You can go to the Huntington High game. Uh, all, and, um, by the way, there's basketball tomorrow as well. I don't know if you're aware of that. So a lot of things. Tomorrow we go on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame for basketball tomorrow, and that'll be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And on uh, 93.7 The Dog, and uh, really lock over to 93.7 The Dog because we got high school football coming up on – ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So let me let me amend that just a bit. We'll probably more likely just have the pregame and postgame on the dog since uh, we need to make room for high school. And again, that's coming up tomorrow here on either 94.1 or AM 930. We'll stream that for you as well. So there's a lot going on. Best time of the year, right? November, December, a lot of crossover, football, basketball, a lot of that's still happening. And so we've got you covered no matter what. High school, you want to keep an eye on that. We've got you there with Huntington High, Cabell Midland on our sister station. That will be 90 – no, that will be on 97.9 The River. Because, again, we have multiple broadcasts. So uh, we'll, we should write this stuff down. Lots of games tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And, uh, again, pregame action, that's coming up tomorrow. 6 o'clock, 93.7 The Dog. Marshall in action for the first time this season when it counts. Regular season, mind you. Wright State's going to be the opponent, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll have our post game, And, you know, the numbers I give you, 
Uh, keep the text line handy for the post game tomorrow since we'll be in a different studio. The text line will be the only way to be a part of the show tomorrow on our post game. Hopefully, we'll have a post game reaction victory for Marshall tomorrow, and the Thundering Herd will start off the season right 1 and 0. And then Saturday, back on Thunder Street for Marshall football against UAB. So, pretty busy time tomorrow. And hopefully, we're talking about. Not only Sunday, the ceremonies at 2 o'clock on Sunday, the fountain ceremony, but you're hoping as well that Marshall will be in a situation to play for the championship. That'll be 1 p.m. Sunday on ESPN Plus if Marshall can win tonight. I'm sorry, tomorrow night against Charlotte. So you're hoping we have a full Marshall weekend. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. We'll get this all cleaned up back tomorrow to do it all over again, schedule-wise, of course. Show tomorrow, 5 o'clock here, 6 o'clock, 93.7 The Dog for pregame Marshall basketball, 7 o'clock Huntington High football here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'll have my tablet streaming Marshall soccer as well. We'll have an update in our post game for all of that. After the game on Friday night, the high school game, high school game night with all the scores. Busy night. We'll have it for you. That's going to do it. We'll do it tomorrow once again on your Friday. Until then, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.